0: You're listening to The Swedish Podcast, hosted by Jill Leckie and Kat Trigarsky, in conversations about the paradox of life between two cultures. Okay, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, it's the first episode of 2021. Uh, we'd initially planned to have a little uh, um, a slider... Um, in between this one and uh, last year's but um, I'm sorry to say cat I know I made the executive decision that this was gonna have to be the first one because I'm very excited about it Um we had a we've had a lot of um, uh, uh, a lot of questions from people um, our listeners and, o- and so on on Instagram and um, and so, of, so on about the current situation in Stockholm in Sweden rather I should generalize it in Sweden um, and how that's impacting the international community's experience of you know inverted commas lockdown um seeing it from home and um seeing it from you know overseas um it's no it's no uh, secret that the international community's experienced a massive cognitive dissonance about how things have been dealt with in Sweden versus how things have been dealt with at home when it comes to covid um but instead of rehashing that old subject again, because I think we've gone over it already on the podcast, um, Kat and I are absolutely delighted to welcome uh, Dr. Maya Dodd, um, who is uh, joining us today. Hello, Maya.
1: Hello. Would Thank you prefer you. me to
0: call you Dr. Dodd or just Maya? No, I okay. don't prefer <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, And Kat is with me as well. She just hasn't said anything yet. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you both this evening?
2: I'm good, thank
0: you. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Maya, thank you so much um, for doing this. I know that um, it's uh, your time, your your personal time is very limited these days because you are currently working in Stockholm, uh, in, or in the hospitals in Stockholm. Um, what, um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about how, you know, you're, we always ask our audience, our, our guests um, about their origin story a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself first before we get into the...
1: All right, Uh, I'm uh, originally from a small town northwest of Stockholm called Falun, uh, where I grew up with my siblings and my parents. And um, I studied to be in, uh, I studied in business school to start with and um, was in finance for six years. Um, met my husband there, who's British from Halifax, uh, and we have three kids. Uh, when I was pregnant, or before I got pregnant with my first child, I decided I wanted to do to go into med school. I've always wanted that, really, but it didn't happen when I was younger. So I took this test, it, uh, and uh, got into med school uh did that had two more kids on the way and uh, graduated three years ago now um Mm -hmm. so i'm only a junior doctor
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's i mean that's an incredible u-turn well not u-turn but right right left right turn right left turn on in terms of your career i don't know a turn it's a turn it's a massive turn in your career
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. and
0: and and to do it as well as as raising raising three kids is just that's fantastic incredible
1: what was yeah, the- but it was it was quite good to uh to start a family when you were studying because it's a bit more flexible i sure. uh, experienced than having a job where you have to show up every day and uh, it all depended on myself um you know how much i could perform mm. um even though i have quite high requirements of (laughs) how to Mm -hmm. you know my performance but i thought it was pretty good actually
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and did you i mean so you're a a junior doctor at the moment Mm -hmm. um and
1: is that the equivalent of an intern no, I, I mean, we don't have exactly the same system here as in the UK, I think, okay. but or in America. Um, so what happened, you go to med school, it's currently five and a half years, and uh, mm. then uh, you're supposed to do your internship for one and a half to two years, but it's a, sh- it's a shortage of those spaces. So you have to take a temporary job first. So I did that um, in a small hospital north of Stockholm. And then i did my internship there for almost two years and i um what do you say was certified in yep. july last year and now um i'm working as a licensed doctor mm. uh, and the next step is to get residency but now i'm just um uh, in uh, emergency medicine you can say i'm working in the ane and uh, in the wards that's connected to the ane mm. in a big hospital
0: and it's not like you sort. Of, it's not like sorry, cat. It's not like you're sort of stuck in one place either. You've 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 been all over Stockholm Land, haven't you? Or even uh, yeah, Australia. but that's
1: a choice. It's not okay. like in the UK where you're where you're forced to rotate. Okay. Uh, so here you just you choose what hospital to be in. Uh huh. Um, so I'm 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 currently at the same hospital all the time. And do you move from
2: department to department or will you stay with the emergency to sort of the A&E department for a while now or will you rotate Uh, into
1: Yeah, if they give me a a permanent job, I will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what a crazy, crazy, crazy time to become a registered doctor in Sweden. Yes. At any time... It's been... Sorry, carry on.
1: Yeah, so so with, when it first started with COVID in March, I was still doing my internship, and the last uh, part of your internship is uh, being at the GPs or board central. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw it from that side in the beginning. I also took some extra shifts in the A and E in that hospital I belong to. Then, uh, and now the second wave, I've been a lot in the A and E and in the wards um, that have COVID patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've seen like both sides of it, but I haven't really seen so much of uh, the, um, this, do you call it long COVID in English? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, I don't see those patients at all since I'm not in the ward Central at the moment. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I read about them and hear about them, but mm. I only see the uh, ones who are really ill now. So, mm. Mm. Mm.
0: which must be quite shocking, actually
1: yes it is but it's um i mean it's it presents itself very differently to what what we're used to seeing in terms of diseases there's a lot of patients who come in and they've had really low um saturation uh Mm -hmm. at home like and with another condition um with that saturation the person would be extremely anxious and um, be extremely distressed and now they come in and they can talk and they look on their phone I mean you probably heard about this Mm. so it's it makes you less stressed as a doctor initially but I mean you see what's on the screen so you yeah it is stressful but bear in mind I mean we always have stressful situations with different type of patients so uh, I don't feel it's that much more stressful than other patients yes. um it was worse in the spring when all was new and I actually felt very scared myself um that I would get the disease and and get really ill and end up in the ICU because no one knew what was happening mm. um but uh, now I have no such fears and I haven't been ill uh, I checked my antibodies on Monday so um uh it's it is a scary disease and it takes a lot of resources from healthcare. but it's also i have felt it's been quite manageable at my hospital this autumn and now
0: okay okay um when you were training to be a doctor was there anything in your training which prepared you for this a pandemic or epidemic levels of illness is there any kind of training in the or is it just kind of you know just get on with it
1: (laughs) yeah i i wouldn't say we've had any training Mm. with that at all uh i don't Mm. think anyone could imagine this type of scenario even though we have had pandemics previously and if you talk to the uh, virologists is that what you say Mm. They, mm. I mean, they have been preparing for this, uh, yeah. obviously, and the WHO and so on. But mm. on my level, no one, no one's talked about this during mm. training. Mm.
2: Mm. Interesting.
1: We talk about other, or we have trained for other type of scenarios, um, on like elective courses uh, for this uh, big catastrophes, like you know a uh, terrorist attack uh, that type of stuff but not for this like that goes on forever
0: yeah yeah because mm-hmm. and the only reason i ask is because I, I watching the news in the evening and you know every, every other news cycle there's a, a story coming out of some uh, some of the some of the one of the regions in sweden about the hospital mm-hmm. situation and um and i just kind of think about these these men and women who are working in in the hospitals go and the first thing that I I think of is did did they ever have any idea that this is what would be happening like when they when they went into that kind of that position or that or that job did they have any inclination that there would be a a, a situation like this that would you know go on for such a long period of time Mm -hmm. and I think I think that's what the issue is isn't it it's it's going on for such a long period time now and there doesn't seem to be any kind of light at the end of the tunnel
1: no but now actually now the numbers in stockholm and in sweden in general i I think i'm not so um uh, i haven't checked the latest statistics but i see what's happening in in our hospitals and it's less and less patients every day Uh, and i mean we're already talking about the third wave, but I think um, we've adjusted quite well. And I mean, I was not uh, in the same place uh, during the first wave, and I think that was much more shocking for the staff and Mm. how they had to turn everything around and people were dying much more that time around. Um, Now, I mean, there's always people dying in the hospital uh, Mm. and it's something you get used to. Uh, but to that extent that it was in the spring, I think that was very heavy for people, but I wasn't there then. Uh, now, um, it's not been that much more than normally from what I have seen. I mean, maybe if you look at the numbers, but that's my personal experience. It's not that it's been loads of people dying around me mm. uh, this time. We know how to treat them. Uh, they're not as much in the ICU. they're not intubated in the same way. Um, I'm not working in the ICU but you know I, I get these patients that are not that you can keep on a lower level and intermediary care instead. Um, so it doesn't feel that negative. Uh, I think it's harder for many other people who are uh, stuck at home. I mean I'm really happy to have a job where I can go to every day actually. It might sound strange but I feel that I'm restless I don't like I like company I'm really happy to be able to work uh, mm. almost as normal mm. um I think the uh, you know mental health side of it people just at home losing their jobs you know that's almost worse than yeah. at least what is for me then of course you know for the families who are uh whose loved ones pass away it, i mean that you can't uh, compare with but mm-hmm. just looking from our point of view i think mm-hmm. it's manageable
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is Sorry. there much of a, a knock-on effect uh in into other departments in the hospital and i know that they were talking about this a lot in the first wave in particular yeah. but are you seeing it in the second wave at all or or not really
1: yeah i mean uh, we uh our is uh, what do you say, section or clinic? Um, we get to borrow staff from other uh, other areas to be able to uh, cover the all the shifts. Um, but uh, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not involved in that because I'm just a uh, someone working. But uh, I get new colleagues, and it's uh, it's been a great effort, but both on the nursing side and on the doctor side. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, they, they cut down on uh, planned surgery for example yeah. um, but it's not been the same according to my colleagues who worked in the first wave as well it's not been the same I mean I saw that in the hospital I worked then too that there was no other patient the only patients who came in had uh, covid or suspected covid uh, you we all, all Uh, even saw like heart attacks going down but this wave um which has been a different type of challenges that people have still or the patients that the normal patients have have still kept coming Mm -hmm. Um, it's not been such a decrease in that patient flow and then on top of that it's been a lot of COVID patients Mm -hmm. so it's been a different um um well it's been more normal work but it's been more stressful because of that
0: but yeah managing the balance between the two types of
1: patients yeah yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um what has been you mentioned before that your your partner is british um Mm -hmm. and um has that colored your experience at all of the last 12 months i mean has it I, i i mean in terms of has any of the news or information that's you know that has come from the UK whether it's through family mm. or or um, you know in for media and so on has it kind of yeah has it has it impacted your experience of of um of what's happened in Sweden
1: um i don't know if it's because he's british i think you know the uk is a little bit ahead of us in the whole um in both in the first and second wave, so you look at the UK, and uh, I mean it's been terrible news. Now you know you don't know if NHS will be able to cope with this, and you think, okay, is this mutation coming here now? And I mean, of course, you know his whole family has been on lockdown. Two his brothers have been ill, uh, and one quite. I mean, no one has been admitted to hospital, but uh, he's had to go to hospital a couple of times and. Um, and my father-in-law who is uh, uh, a widower but yeah he's you know been quite lonely and uh, uh, but that's been the same here for my mom who's been completely isolated as well Um, i don't think it has impacted that much i mean lynnans lived here for i don't know 20 years (laughs) (laughs) Even though he doesn't speak uh, Swedish, he's still (laughs) quite Swedish. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's more like, you know, you talk to his family and you know what's going on. And of course, you read about the lockdowns and I've more been thinking, whoa, lucky us. I couldn't cope with that. Um, I think it's been really hard with all the home teaching and Mm. I mean, now it's open, but yeah, it's just an enormous strain on families and um i've been relieved here that we can still you know yeah live and, a little I, bit
0: more normal life absolutely and because and cat and i have talked about this on the podcast as well as you know it, it is that strange sensation that strange feeling of going wow we are so lucky that we live in this country our children yeah. can go to first school or, ch- or school, they can see their friends, you know, um, we can work from home or we can still go to the shops when we want. Yeah. We can still lead, you know, some kind of sense of normalcy. Of course, we have to be careful. We have to limit the number of people that we can socialize with. We have to protect um, the octogenarians and, and those over 70 and so forth. Um but there is this kind of sense of, uh, you know, it, I feel like, yeah, it's, in terms of mental health, it's mm-hmm. much more easy to manage it here than it would be at home. Yeah. I, I cannot even begin to imagine yeah. doing my job, homeschooling, caring for, you know, two children and, you trying to manage a house that's in lockdown in terms of all the different admin that yeah. that comes with. It's just, it's, it is, it is, crazy. But in the same, you know, I, in the same breath, I hear it from a lot of our listeners who are kind of, and it was especially in the first wave, you were, as you yeah. were saying, you know, when it was such a shock to everybody, nobody knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody understood really what the disease was or how it was going to affect everybody. And there was just this sense of absolute shock and awe that came from the international community about, you know, how things were being handled and why wasn't Sweden going into a lockdown and why weren't people being made to wear masks and why weren't... And I think a lot of that also comes down to, you know, it takes a little bit of understanding to get to know Sweden's approach to freedom of movement and to your freedoms to, to 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 bear a mask or to not choose not to wear a mask, you know. So it's yeah. it was kind of it's kind of getting used to seeing how a different culture manages these it, different things. I mean,
1: it's it's also the way this that society is set up. It's not only cultural, but it's also that. I mean, uh, in a legal way, they weren't allowed. Li- I mean, exactly. they couldn't do it. Exactly. Uh, and then I think, I mean and uh, now the recommendations are quite strict mm-hmm. there's some recommendations i don't really understand but i i mean my big frustration this time is that people don't follow the recommendations i think you're given this freedom mm-hmm. um which you should really appreciate that you still have compared to other countries yeah um and you violate it Mm. you just don't mm. care you i mean i go on the pendle talk every day you're supposed to wear a mask it says clearly everywhere there's maybe 20% who yeah. do it yeah and uh, yeah. then you're thinking i mean i don't know if it helps with the mask but people don't care care about the distancing um it's it's just ignorant yeah. i think I agree. it's not it's not a big thing you know it's not a big ask that that
2: no. they that they that they've said wearing a mask at certain times on on public transport it seems like such a small ask of us. As mm. you say, when we have all the other freedoms that we mm, that we yeah. still do. Mm.
1: Mm. And I mean, I get, I see patients every day. They think they've been isolated, and obviously they've been able to <laughs> catch it anyway. So it is a bit puzzling, you know. It's not if you listen to them, you think how how could they have caught this. But, uh, you know, they have a relative who works or something and, and even though they are isolated, they must have passed it on. But um, but then, I mean, my other um, view on, I, I think it's way too early still to assess whether this approach was right or wrong. I mean, it could probably have been better measures taken in the beginning, in the spring. Uh, but i mean it has to be like years before we can properly see what was the benefits and 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 the negatives about it and i mean the uk it's not going well and not in the us either you know despite all these lockdowns so then then you if you don't even gain anything from it you think mm. yeah and i and i for me i think it's, it's as you
0: said you know it's going to be years decades maybe even yeah. until we know what 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 works and what doesn't work but i think in the short term the immediate impact is going to be people's mental health hmm. the economy and you know how and children's psychological well-being and education that's that's the first and foremost thing that comes into my head when i when i think about yeah When I think about that, um, but I, I I mean, I'm, I'm interested to know, and I don't know if you can give this information or not, because, you know, um, it might not be possible, but going back to the people not following rules this time around, Mm -hmm. and this is a complete generalization on my part, (laughs) I hope I don't offend anybody. Um, Are you beginning to see more young people this time around in hospital?
1: No. 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 Okay. No. No. It's it's uh, the risk groups um that get ill. Uh I don't have the numbers but mm-hmm. the patients I see it's older people it's people um on immunosuppressive um medicine um, diabetes obesity mm-hmm. hypertension mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. uh
1: there's very few uh, young healthy people um
0: yeah
1: in the hospital mm. mm-hmm. they catch it of course but they don't yeah. come yeah i've
0: lost uh, count i've lost count the, i've lost count the number of um friends that i know who've who've had it now i
1: don't think yeah I've yeah, yeah yeah I'm this sure. time around it's in, i mean it's so common around here in stockholm at least Mm. I'm just shocked I haven't caught it you know going on the pendle talk every day working with these patients every day but at least uh, the PPE seems to be working then uh, yeah <laughs> so.
0: absolutely absolutely no i mean i um i we we suspected that my husband, my, my sambo and my daughter had yeah. it actually back in february before it even yeah. became a, a thing um, oh, really? but we never um, we never got them tested, and it's too late now, so we don't know yeah. <laughs> um but no we haven't we we're we're not aware of the fact that we've 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 had it, but we have been well you know you say yeah, we've been isolating, but have we really been I don't know that's the thing you know it's hard to no, exactly. it's hard to hard to do it um there was one other question that I was going to ask I'm going to go over to we had some questions from our um Instagram followers, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to just find them now. Um, Let me just see. Oh, this is an interesting one. This is from a parent's perspective. Um, My daughter has asked me today if things were going to get better, and I couldn't answer her. How would, you answer, how would you answer a child's question about if, if things are going to get better?
1: I definitely think that things are going to get better. I think uh, hopefully we're on the way out of this wave, but it's going to get worse again. Uh, I think we'll have to live with this for a long time. Um, and I don't think the vaccine is the answer to everything, but I think uh, and hope that uh, April-May, when it's uh, the summer comes, you know, we're outside more, and we know that viruses don't spread in the same uh, in the same way. Um, mm. Then, I mean, even last summer was decent, so yeah. uh, I definitely think it's going to get better. Then it's probably going to get worse again in the autumn. More people will have been vaccinated then, but I don't think that's going to solve the whole issue i think we're going to live with covid for years yeah. probably but not in the way it is now
0: yeah i i have a feeling that covid's going to be a bit like flu not it's not like yeah. flu i get that i don't i know there are two different things <laughs> but it's just gonna. it's going to be they're going to be seasonal it's going to yeah. come again it's going to come back again oops covid season okay have you got your vaccine yeah. oh have you had your you know that's how i'm but what i'm
1: fascinated about is that i mean that we don't see any flu in the hospital there is no flu if you look at uh, folkhälsomyndighetens numbers there's no flu i mean i have one child still in uh, first school there's no uh, stomach flus there's no colds i mean they usually have a runny nose from october to may there's nothing and mm-hmm. i hope that we can keep this when this is over or when it gets better that you keep your children home when when they're ill and have a cold and then i think in the long run we will have much less VAB than we've had before when we just put them in school even though they're ill yeah. because we can't be off work yeah so that's a
0: Cold, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm with you so we're, we're just about to reach that that special time two weeks into the new term of for school, where mm-hmm. my daughter i mean i can honestly i could time it i could time my watch by it <laughs> it's like she gets sick two weeks after being in for school, usually um yeah. but she yeah you're right she doesn't even have a runny nose it's incredible it's really, yeah. and, and I, yeah, I think um, I would be delighted if people took these newfound hygiene skills and began to use them yeah. all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think it will become, it
2: will become easier for people to vote from now on as well, because now so many of us have got so much more used to working from home and have a setup at home now that, yeah. that it's not, it's not the big thing that it was of being like, no, I need to be in the office. I can't possibly
1: mm. have
2: to be at home with my yeah. child now it is going to be easier for people.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. Um,
0: I've got another question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there any ways that ordinary people can help the front lines like you guys?
1: Um, Wow, that's difficult. I think you can help by not calling us heroes because no healthcare staff likes that. (laughs) okay people do that all the time really I'm glad like... I didn't call you that today <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to sit back for you either <laughs> but I mean we're just normal people doing our jobs and my job is not mu- that much tougher than normally I mean it's always night shifts different shifts you know loads of patients um I think it was different in the spring when I didn't Wasn't involved in the same way, and I it's definitely worse for uh, people in the ICU who work with these heavy patients. You know they have to turn them to their bellies uh, and work a lot. You know with the patient all the time, and I'm sometimes in this COVID ward um, with just a step below uh, ICU, and they you have to be um, you know wear the PPE all the time, and it's quite. Uh, it's quite challenging and you know you can't even drink a cup of coffee you have to go out take a break take everything off get you know sanitized that's tough but yeah I I mean everyone I know it's it's like you know you were called heroes and then when this is over no one cares sort of thing and uh, no one wants to Okay, this is a bit provoking, but uh, it's there's not enough. um, They prioritize wrong, the politicians, I would say, uh, and they do um, very strange things. I mean, I'm just talking about Stockholm, uh, how they're selling out uh, healthcare and uh, just cutting down all the time. And uh, we often feel that the patient care is at risk, but that's not um, anything that's uh, very popular to talk about. And now all of a sudden, it's like this worship of healthcare stuff. And it's, mm. it does feel a bit false. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, so, I, but, yeah, I didn't answer the question probably, but I don't, they, to help, I don't know. It's, it's not, I is, think that, it, is there it, any way it, that
0: people can I volunteer?
1: Mm, mm, no, it's okay. it's hard because it, you. I think what people in general can do is to follow the recommendations. That's the best help. Yeah, I think
0: and don't fall on your ass on the snow or ice at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's gonna happen all the yeah.
0: time. It's hard in this country, sir.
1: So. Try to stay healthy. <laughs> Like no but also i mean it's important to say that if you're ill you should come to the hospital um it wasn't good the way it was in the spring it's better now you know mm. you there's always people there if you need mm-hmm. healthcare. care so.
0: yeah 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 um yeah i i i, I have this i know that you don't really want to talk about the sort of political side of things here and not, neither do I, but but I find I I was absolutely shocked when I found out that Stockholm, well Stockholm region um, were making some very strange decisions about about hospitals and pooling staff and pooling funding and stuff like that and you know you're kind of like this guys we're in, we're in the middle of a pandemic like this is this is this is a weird choice of things to do right now like what yeah. what <laughs> um it's uh it does that for me that was that was where my kind of cognitive dissonance came mm-hmm. into it. i was just like Can I, what That doesn't make sense to me. We should be throwing money at these people and throwing paid positions and throwing, you know, salary raises and all sorts of stuff at these people because that's, yeah. Anyway,
1: that's. But uh, I I, I think actually that um, what has uh, appeared in this uh, pandemic uh, in the hospitals is that. First of all, we can mobilise quite well, you know, it's been, been, I've been very impressed about how the healthcare has been able to uh, steer around and, you know, prioritise differently, Uh, but that's not thanks to the politicians, it's Mm. thanks to, and actually, I think it's been very obvious that we need healthcare staff and doctors to be leaders and take charge And even in times when there's not a pandemic and everything would probably work a little bit better. I mean, it's a very complex organization. And uh, I mean, um, professionals like doctors like to have a lot of views, but they might not always want to get involved in the management. They just want to complain. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I think if, if... if it would be possible to use this uh, horrific, you know, time to actually mm. do something good, uh, uh, that something good came out of it, that mm. would be really good. It's that um, kind of
0: age old thing, isn't it? Of, you know, let the experts lead.
1: Yeah. Is there, exactly. an, is there
0: an expert in their field? They should be the one that's, doing, <laughs> that's making the decisions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I just had one more question and I wanted to ask you about the vaccine. We've not had any vaccine questions, thank heavens, from people. Okay, because... good. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to ask a personal question: Have you been vaccinated?
1: Yes, on Monday. Yay! <laughs> I had. I think I had. I think I had more likes. I put it on Facebook. Just va- being vaccinated. I think I had more likes than when I had my last baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Priorities, people. <laughs> excellent excellent and is that i mean is that kind of a, are, are a lot of this sort of stuff because I, mean, I know that there was a big kind of pushback about the fact that um wards ward um staff were were, were not yeah. initially included in that first round of, of vaccinations and then they they changed their mind about that quite quickly
1: i think it was actually the county council or region stockholm and other regions who decided to uh, you know decide uh, you know, they they sort of didn't do what Folkhälsomyndigheten said and um, mm. prioritized and stuff. But I think that's pretty smart because, I mean, if the stuff if it comes a, a third wave or when it gets worse again, if it's quite tricky to cover all the shifts anyway and uh, you know there's been quite a lot of staff being ill and if every you know if if there's a lot of people who are away even if they don't get severely ill they're gone for like 10 days yeah Um, and it's just from a staffing point of view it's important to vaccinate people i would say Mm. um and also i mean eh, all the staff that works in elderly care homes that's really important for for those vulnerable uh, patients so I think it was a good priority
0: yeah yeah I agree I think so
2: and are they vaccinating I mean is it just sort of in the emergency department the ICU is it staff there or is it over the whole hospital that they're vaccinating
1: it's it, it started in the ICU and the emergency department then I think the rest of the staff are gonna get it but it's not as uh they're not exposed in the same way i suppose Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. fascinating well i'm looking forward to my vaccine i'll I'll be first in line when they say when they say that i can get it i'll be like yes i'll take it
1: (laughs) yeah i had a bit of a a sore upper arm but uh, the tbe vaccine is worse so uh, i haven't had any side effects so far i saw there was a funny
0: story on the news the other night about um v reckoning and um they were saying that it's uh it, the side effects are more more reported in women than in men <laughs> and i was kind of like is it not just because women are a bit more sensitive about stuff like that <laughs> i don't know it was just kind of there's like some skewed a little bit of skewed data there i think going on i don't know yeah. i'm not really sure Maybe. but,
2: but I
1: mean, you can say that about covid that the um it is a gender difference I mean, mm, the, that's true. The men want to un- end up uh, in in the ICU. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally, yeah. and uh, women get more long COVID. Um, wow. Again, I don't have the statistics, but that's the way it seems, anyway. So,
0: is it because is it because people don't deal with the? Do they leave it too long to come to hospital? Or is it just they just get instantaneously really what Ill? do you
1: mean uh, the gender difference or in general in general i think they leave it too long because of this uh strange um, thing with the breathing difficulties i talked about in the beginning that you don't feel out of breath i mean yeah. you might feel it but you don't know how yeah. bad it is. so and you think yeah you know, i'll leave it another day and then when they do come in they are really bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they probably needed oxygen two days ago or something
0: yeah yeah
1: but then i mean i can't say whether they would have been better off if they had come in earlier i it's hard to say
0: yeah yeah and i guess every case is completely different from the next so it's not like it's you know because every person every individual is different
2: they have different variables. Yeah, every, yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, every individual uh, reacts very differently to
2: mm-hmm. the virus,
1: so. and mm-hmm. it's probably—I mean, there's so much we don't know. It might be like the viral load, how much you have uh, been exposed to, uh, and then it's been—it's been quite uh, obvious that some some people don't pass it on at all. There's quite a low percentage who who represent a lot of the spread. Yeah. I don't know the percentages, but it's like, let's say 20% um, passes on 80% of the virus or something.
2: Super spreaders.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I I know a lot of people, uh, and you said your daughter might have had it, but mm-hmm. a lot of families where one family member has had it. And yeah. Spread- Mm-hmm. It is really odd. And that member who got it can't be very good at passing on the virus because then obviously the other ones would have gotten ill as well. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting because they were they were actually staying at their at my at, uh the grandparents' home when they mm-hmm. both became ill. I mean, they became ill within twelve hours of each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Forty degree fever, you know yeah just the whole it could have just been a normal flu but you know it was the whole thing no sense of smell it was was the dry Mm. cough it was all this kind of stuff like that and we just thought it was flu but neither of the grandparents got it and it was just and it was yeah yeah it was um but then you know we didn't know about it really at that point so (laughs) and they had been at the airport the day before so there you go all
2: right
1: did test them in the beginning
0: so it yeah they, well that was it nobody could get any tests exactly so um mm-hmm. yeah Kat, do you have any other questions for maya uh no i don't think so I think... no um is there anything else that you would like to tell us maya before we go this is your moment to spread the word about something that you want to i
1: think everyone should think about whether it's very necessary to go on the sports break this year.
0: (laughs) Yes, that is a pretty goddamn good message to go out. Um, We're not going anywhere. uh,
1: I also think that people who complain about the uh, the Folkhälsomyndigheten and the weak recommendations in Sweden should also think about um, following the recommendations and stop blaming other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying people can really them have done everything right, but uh, you can't criticize them and then not follow, follow the recommendations, I think. Mm. Yep. Yeah,
0: couldn't agree more, could not agree more. Um, Maya, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I realize this is your precious time off, so I don't want to keep you anymore, but it's been insightful. Fascinating, wonderful to hear from directly from your mouth about experiences that you've had working on COVID wards in Sweden and Stockholm. Um and yeah, perhaps one day you will we'll be able to do a podcast together in person. Oh my god. (laughs) And drink
2: wine together. Drink wine together. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, okay. On that note, I'm gonna say thank you and goodbye. Anybody thank else? You. Thank you. Very much. Thank you very much. Okay.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.